Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And you guys, I'm in a giggly mood today. I don't know what it is. I like woke up feeling footloose and fancy free. I don't know if it's because I'm newly single and the weight of the world is off my shoulders. I don't know, but I'm feeling great. I know that I got some questions about, you know, the breakup and everything on my Instagram. So I'm just going to be honest, going to be transparent, going to, you know, just get it all out there. So the person that I was dating is like a really, really nice person. We had a lot of fun together. He treated me really well. And I had been kind of thinking about it because, I mean, we didn't see each other for three weeks because I had COVID and then he was sick. And then I like I so I was on the actually I was on the bachelorette and then had COVID. Then he got sick, too, but he didn't have COVID. He just had allergies. I don't know. So I really had some time away. And while, you know, I was like on my deathbed, um, I just started to really notice a pattern within myself. So we're going to get a little deep. We're going to get a little serious for a second, guys. Is <laughs> So I have this issue where I justify like everyone's behavior. I'm always like, well, they treat me like this or they do this because of, you know, what they went through in their childhood and blah, blah, blah. Like I'm so, I try to see it from all sides. I'm never just like, oh, that person's treating me like shit because they fucking hate me. Like I never am like that with people in relationships. Like I dated someone once for like 10 months who I I was like trying to convince myself like 
you can do this. Like you can be in a relationship. Like you can be happy. Sometimes there's things in relationships like, you know, that you don't like about somebody and blah, blah. Like I would try to like justify everything, but it was really just things that I just really didn't like. And I could feel myself starting to do that with this person. It made me really sad, but I never fully felt like, okay, like I want him to meet my friends. Like I want him to, like, I just never felt that way. And I always, I felt like I was trying to talk myself into it. And it's like, I've been in love before and I've been in happy relationships. I mean, obviously they're not like always happy or else like we wouldn't have broken up. But I've been in like the honeymoon phase and all that. And I'm not a stupid girl. And I know that like, you know, love isn't like all butterflies and roses and fairy tales and all that. And that's great. And that's nice. But like, I I mean, when you're dating someone for four months, like I would expect to feel like, okay, like love feelings for this person. And I just like, I wasn't even fucking close. Like I, we weren't in the same, we weren't even on the same continent when it came to that. Like I just wasn't, it felt more like a friendship, honestly, because of the way that we got along. But then of course, you know, there were things that I didn't like. I don't like when men are insecure and I I have a hard time with, I mean, I don't really like when anyone's insecure and that's coming from someone who is insecure, but like I like to be able to like tease and joke. Like my parents always say like our love language is roasting one another. Like we're constantly on each other's ass. Like, but that makes us laugh. It's funny. It's how we show love. It's like, I also like, this is nothing against people that smoke weed. Like, do you? Like, I, I don't care. Like legalize it, whatever. I just can't be in a relationship with someone that does it the entire day. I don't like that. I learned that I don't like it. I thought I wouldn't care. And then like it didn't really change his personality. But then when I asked if he ever hung out with me, like when he wasn't under some sort of like substance, I guess, he was like, no. I was like, that's really strange to me. But you're going to do you. And if that's what gets you through the day and like that's what makes you happy and that helps with your depression or whatever, like that's amazing. So yeah, I mean, so he didn't really take it very well rightfully so just because like you know it fucking sucks like no one likes being dumped like hi i was dumped last summer and i was literally looking at the person like he was fucking on his mind i was like what are you talking about right now it's like i get it but i'm honestly just like really proud of myself like for listening to my gut and for not prolonging it to try to see if it could work and you know i i don't even want to have like a summer where I'm just, you know, fucking dudes and like, like that's not even it. I just want to have like a happy girl summer because last summer for me was like one of the hardest of my life. (laughs) So this summer, I just really want to have fun. Like I really want to have a good time. I want to just do whatever I want to do. I really want to get, I really need to like figure some shit out. And I mean, like I'm in therapy, obviously, you know, we're working on self-love. We're working on all that bullshit. And I feel like the night that I broke up with him, I was sad because obviously you don't like hurting anybody's feelings. And then also you're like second guessing yourself and you're like, well, like, is there something wrong with me? Blah, 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 blah. But then the next day I woke up and it was like a weight had been lifted. And I was like, the moment I realized that the weight had been lifted, I was like, okay, I did the right thing. Like, no question. Not a fucking question. Okay, so enough talking about that. Let's talk about some summer house rumors. Well, first, let's talk about how Craig blocked me. 
Craig from Southern Charm slash Summer House slash Winter House, um, I just discovered, blocked me. I'm not sure when. It had to have been recently. Unclear why. Like, I mean, I don't know what put him over the edge finally. You know what I mean? Like, I was finally starting to come around on Craig, and I don't know what happened, but he wasn't having any of me. And then I look and Paige unfollowed me. And I was like, whoa, girl. Her and I were like friendly in DMs. Even when I knew, even when she knew I didn't like Craig. So again, I don't know what put her over the edge. I Maybe it was because I was posting about Craig's like pillows and beer live show that people like send me that like if they go to the show, they'll like DM me and like tell me what was said. So allegedly, this is what was said at the live show is that he feels like any, Craig said that if anybody believes in Lindsay and Carl, then they're idiots. And he says that the production on Summer House is fucking awful compared to Southern Charm. And I just feel like there's a lot of projection there. I feel like he's a little bitter Betty that he, you know, isn't the number one Bravo couple as Bravo Andy put it. So that was like super weird. But then I get a nut. So then I get sent a Bravo and cocktails. Um, she's kind of like the Dumois of Bravo. Like she posts a lot of like behind the scenes stuff, what's really going on. I mean, take it as you will. Like, I don't think you should read anything on the internet and take it as for a hundred percent fact, but you know, it's kind of fun to like gossip and like rumors and you know, just kind of like fun, fun time to stuff. And someone wrote in and allegedly it came from someone who like is close with like the Bravo world, like maybe works for Bravo, NBC, not sure. This is all alleged. They said that the florist situation with Kyle and Amanda is actually like very blown out of proportion. And it was really just for them to talk about like, oh my God, what florist are we going to get? What florist are we going to get? And I, so I think that there's some confusion because I got some DMs when I posted and people are like, well, duh, it's really stressful if your florist backs out in three weeks. It's like, yeah, obviously, but that's not the point. The point of the blind item was that they did that so that they could then showcase the person whose work it was, which is this girl by Dreams by Rachel, I believe. And she won like an HBO flower competition. Like she's, she's like very, she's like in the reality television, like realm and it's rumored that she's going to be on Winter House. So I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Like, I'm not an, a, you know, a ding dong dingle, dingleberry. Like, I understand that things in reality television, like, it's not all like real. But to see that, I was just like, really, like, that just kind of bummed me out. Like, if this is all for just like to promote Dreams by Rachel, like, I'm sure she's a nice girly pop, but. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Because I was like coming around on Kyle. I was like feeling for him. And I was like, Amanda, find a fucking florist. And I mean, I guess she did because, you know, it's showcased everywhere. So I don't know. I'm really curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Like, because I don't know how I feel about it. Because it just, I, it just rubs me the wrong way, I think. And that bothers me because I, I love Amanda. Like Amanda is like, I think, one of the sweetest people on Bravo. I've had the pleasure of like talking to her. I did an interview with her last year for the dip and she was like so candid, so nice. Like tr- she really, really is a good person. And I'm not saying that because of this floor situation, like her and Kyle are bad people by any means, but it's like, I just hate when people get us like so invested in stuff that turns out to like not even be like legit. Speaking of, speaking of that, let's talk about the Kardashians. I have this intense love-hate relationship with the Kardashian family. I 
hate them sometimes and think that they live on like an alternate unit. They live in a completely different universe than the rest of us. Like they really do. And I've talked a lot on my Instagram about the Photoshop gate. So if you're unfamiliar, I'll just give you a quick refresh. Um, Back in December, Kim had posted on Instagram pictures of Chicago and in quotes, True, who is Chloe's daughter at Disney. And people were like looking at them and they were like, this looks really weird. (laughs) Like these photos look crazy. And then so people started accusing them of photoshopping True into the pictures because then there's like all these side by sides of like Stormy, blah, blah, blah. Like because it's clearly like the outfit is something like Stormy would wear. They all have like very specific styles like for being little kids, but it's true. And then a couple weeks ago, Chloe and the gang, like the whole Kardashian family, they went to Disney and in her, a video on her Instagram story, she was like, oh my God, True's first time to Disney. Like she let it slip. And people then were like, so what were these pictures? And so then Chloe had to come out and be like, oh my God, yeah, like that's fake. Like we did that, LOL. And it's like, I get that she's trying to blow it off. Like it's not a big deal, but like it's so fucking weird. Like, It's weird because it's like if a normal family did that, like if I was scrolling on my on my personal Instagram and I saw someone like if I saw my friend Katie Photoshop a different baby over her baby and be like, you know, this baby had so much fun at, you know, Tiger Stadium. I, I would be like, Katie, what the fuck? Like, that's so weird. It's so weird. So all of this is coming out. Then people started accusing Kim of, I mean, they've been caught in so many Photoshop fails. It's so ridiculous at this point. Like it would take me hours to just name them all. But it was being reported that Kim like Photoshopped her belly button out of her picture. And so she was triggered. She was pressed, if you will. (laughs) She was like, so I didn't Photoshop my belly button and I didn't Photoshop the picture of me and Pete. And so then she played the live photo and she was like, I don't even know how you would Photoshop a live photo. It's like, Kim, I mean, people Photoshop videos. Like it's like anything is possible, especially when you're a Kardashian. So then she admits to Photoshopping the pictures of of True over Stormy because Kylie wasn't comfortable with because it was kind of right after the Astro World thing, but I don't know why Stormy, who's a young child, has anything to do with that. Like she's she wasn't an Astro World. Like she's not in charge of things. So that's weird. And then Kim was like, I really wanted to fit my Instagram aesthetic. Like I'm so into aesthetics. It's like, this is so fucking weird. Like it really bothers me that they live in this like alternate universe of like Instagram grids and like you're photoshopping your nieces like it's just fucking bizarre but with that said I love their new show (laughs) guys okay here's the thing like I said I understand they're extremely problematic but I've also been I was like Kim and Kanye's number one fan I loved Kanye so much like I loved his music I was like like you couldn't tell me that he was anything like I thought the world of him and then you know shit started getting a little weird when he was like talking about slavery on Twitter and running for president outing Kip's abortion you know potential abortion of North like things were just he was just being out of control 
That's what I still have a soft side occasionally. And that proved to be right um, on this past episode of The Kardashians that's on Hulu. It's the third episode. Kim is in New York for SNL, and there's this whole drama going on where Roblox, let that sink in, Roblox, was like alleged, trying to say that they had like unseen footage of um, or unreleased footage of Kim's sex tape with Ray J. So she cries to Kanye. Kanye like swings into fucking action per fucking usual. He swings into action. She is in the hotel in New York. Her whole family is there. Well, not her whole family, but like her assistant and her friends and blah, blah, blah. Kim or Chris and Chloe. And she's like, you guys come to my room. I have to show you guys something. And then Kanye's there. And he's there. And, you know, it, it was kind of a shock. I was like, oh, I wasn't prepared for like him to be on this show, especially considering like they're, you know, now what's been going on. And so she has like this suitcase and she opens it up and inside is like an entire Mac, like hard drive Mac. Like I don't know the the terms for all of those things, but it's basically like an entire computer, like the monitor, everything in this in this thing. And she was like, he got me the entire hard drive back of the sex tape, like the entire thing. Like Ray J gave it to him. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like amazing. And everyone is crying because like she's just like, I can't believe he did this for me. And because it's like Kanye always does those things for her, like very big like gestures, like very, like he's always been like that with her. And Chris then says to him like, oh my God, I bet you that check that you had to write was like unreal to get that. And he goes, I didn't write a check. He goes, we will never be extorted again, ever know that. And it was like, damn, like the fucking like, like, Jesus. I was like, that's really great. Like, that's, I mean, I don't know. Again, with reality television, what's true, what's not? This felt really real to me. Kim killed SNL. I remember when she, it was airing, like when it aired, I everyone on the internet said that she killed it. Like, she was actually really, really good. And that was shocking to hear because people, I think sometimes like she can do no, she can never be right in anyone's eyes. Like, I get it. I get that she's problematic. I mean, she photoshopped her niece over her other niece for Instagram. That's bizarre. But whatever. Then Chris, I mean, Chris is just a fucking legend. And she starts, she tells the most insane story. Like her life, I want like a fucking documentary strictly on Chris Jenner. Because she then says when she was a stewardess, she was working the flight where she met Robert Kardashian and OJ Simpson. And that's how her and Robert like met and started dating. And they were coming back from the Olympics where Caitlyn Jenner won the Olympics. Chills. Like that's so fucking crazy. Like you met your first husband when he was coming back from the Olympics where then your second husband like won? Like, that's so crazy to me. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. But Chris was making me laugh. Love him, hate him. Chloe was making me giggle a little bit. You know, we got got a lot of cameos on this episode. We got Chris Rock. We got Ellen. We got Amy Schumer. I mean, those three people right now are, like, in the headlines constantly. So that's kind of funny. What else did we get? Oh, Colin Jost. We didn't get any Pete. We got no Pete. And I was like, he's got to be at the after party. I don't think he was there. I don't think he was there. And so I can't wait for that to that whole relationship to really come to light. I can't wait for the Tristan Thompson stuff because that's coming. But then we also next week we get Courtney and Travis's 
proposal. And there's like a lot of talk about Scott and like how he feels. And I'm just like, can you all shut the fuck up about Scott? They're like, how is Scott going to take it? Scott had like 15 years to get his fucking shit together. I'm sorry. Like, I'm over it. I'm so fucking over it. I don't think Courtney has to take into account in every single thing that she does in her life what Scott thinks and what Scott feels. Do you think Scott gives a fuck when he's walking around with those 19-year-olds? No, he doesn't. I'm so over it. Like, I get that they have a soft spot for him. I get that he has no family except for them because his parents passed away, which was, like, absolutely devastating. But, like, I'm a little annoyed that they're even, like, entertaining this, that they're, like, well, what's Scott going to say? It's like, this is your fucking sister and she's so happy and she's so in love and she's being treated like a queen finally after being literally treated like shit by him. It's like, why do we care what Scott fucking thinks? I don't I don't like it at all. And then the previews for next week, he's like, I mean, I think what he was saying was like that the kids were hurt that they weren't there. And it's like, I what? Like, why do you have to make it this like fucking negative thing? Like, leave leave Courtney alone. Just leave Courtney and Travis alone. Let them be happy. Let them fuck wherever they want to fuck. I'm just so sick of it. It's just, ugh, so annoying. Okay, so, I mean, that's enough of that. Sorry for all my rants. We will be getting into Bravo. Um, after the break, I am going to talk about Real Houses in New Jersey, the finale, and then, of course, I'm going to talk about the part two reunion of Real Houses of Orange County. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T-Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. All right, you guys, we are back, and I'm going to talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey finale. We're back around the round table, a.k.a. the biggest kitchen island on the face of the fucking planet, congregating. They're eating breakfast. And like Frank Catania said, he was like, this is the best time of the day for me. It's like, this is the only thing that gets me going. <laughs> I love Frank. And I know that that's like a duh, Sam. We know that you love Frank Catania Sr. 
But there's something about him that I just find so fucking endearing and just like so him and Dolores to me are just fucking it. Like I know that they've been through so much horrible shit together, but the way that they're able to like laugh about it when he was talking about his massage parlors, I was like, what are we watching? Like truly, what are we watching right now? And they're all kind of talking about the whole Teresa thing, what happened the night before where she was like, basically shaming Margaret for not eating dinner or no for eating dinner excuse me for eating dinner and you know I get it like Margaret's like what the fuck like I get what they're all saying that is the problem I get what they're all saying but you know who I don't understand I don't understand Teresa (laughs) I mean that's not shocking I don't really understand Teresa Jennifer is saying like you just have to take accountability. She like wants Margaret to take accountability for her role in it because she Margaret was asking questions. And Margaret's like, what I don't understand is like, why am I supposed to pretend that none of this is happening? Like, because when they were filming, I mean, this stuff was everywhere. And she's not wrong. And I think when people say that she loves to gossip, all of that, it's like, first of all, who doesn't? I live to gossip. I think it's really sexist and misogynistic that people call it gossip when it's really just storytelling. You know, it's how stories get told. It's how we, you know, if it wasn't for quote unquote gossip, like we wouldn't know anything that happened in the past. You know, like you get all the tea from your mom or your your aunt about maybe like what your great uncle, you know, Mark did. And it's like, that's juicy. And it's like, we got to, we got to think, we got to put some respect on gossip slash storytelling. Anyways, It's not really like she's digging that hard. I think people like really love to be like, oh my God, you're like a sleuth. Like you're in everyone's fucking business. It's like, guys, it takes one second to go onto Instagram and just like look at an account. It's really not hard. She's not, you know, murder she wrote. She's not digging through files. She's not, you know, going around the town. She's not going to, um, what was that hairdress? What was that hair uh, place in like the first couple of seasons that they would go? And like, that's where like Teresa brought the book. But anyways, like they're not, she's not doing that. I mean, what I was talking about earlier was Summer House and the Florist. Like, guys, it took me one second to fucking get to that. So this idea that she's like spending all this time like looking up things, it's like she's really not taking that much time. And it's everywhere. So she can't really avoid it. And I'm sure people send her a bunch of shit that she also cannot avoid people sending. And that's the thing. People send shit about everybody. Do you know how many DMs I get about everybody all the time? Yeah. I mean, again, it, you know, I open up Instagram, I go to my DMs, I click on someone's name, and there it is. That took about two seconds. It's really not hard. And so that's what I don't really get, that they're like acting like Margaret's like, you know, running in the streets with like a magnifying glass, like looking high and low for like secrets about Louie. It's like, no, they're literally in the fucking palm of her hand. Anyhow, Melissa and Joe like really are standing up for Teresa, like, Melissa says in a confessional, she's like, Margaret has a really good heart, but like, she's really just got to move on from this. Like, it's not going to get anywhere and Teresa's happy. So it's like, we have to just like, at some point you have to just move on. But now it's become this whole other thing where now it's like, because Margaret asked those questions, Teresa can't let it go. So now she's like saying all this other shit, talking about her ass, talking about eating dinner, saying, calling her trout mouth. Like Teresa's making it all this other stuff. So now Margaret's like mad about that. So it's like this weird thing, you know, and I'm glad Jackie had Margaret's back. And I felt for Margaret uh, when she said she was like, you know, she was like basically fat shaming me at the table last night and none of you guys fucking said anything. And that's where Margaret's problem is. She's like, why do you and like Jackie said last week, 
why do we let this woman like control the temperature in the room? I don't understand it. And that is my frustration with this show is these women because they know Teresa just can never let anything go that they're like, okay, just like you have to do this. And it's like, but why is it always on what the other person? I don't understand, you know, and my sweet Evan just standing in the back supporting his girl. I love him so much. He's so, he's so hot. I don't know who I would take over. Okay, let me do a fuck me or kill on my own. Frank Catania, Joe Gorka, or Evan Goldschneider. Okay, so let me think. I would fuck Frank for sure because he probably gets wet and wild. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Um, I would marry Evan and I would, no, but I think I would marry Joe. I would marry Joe. I would fuck Frank and I would kill Evan, and that's tough. I didn't think I would land there when I asked myself this question, actually. I don't know. I'm going to explain that. I would marry Joe Gorga because he would, he would like be obsessed with me, like he is with Melissa. You know, he would treat me like a princess. He would, you know, give me tons of compliments. And I feel like he would be a good time. Like, I think he would be really fun to like go out and like party with. And then I would fuck Frank because, like I said, it would get, it could get weird. But then with Evan, it's like, I would want to marry Evan, but like, I find it weird he doesn't go down on Jackie. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't have that in a marriage, you know? And then, then I don't want to fuck him because he wouldn't do that. So it's like, he's really going to start, he's got to step it up. So anyways, so the the crew, they go to those like pedal bikes. I'm not sure if you guys have ever done one of those before. I have never done a pedal bike and been sober before. Uh, they fuck you up. Like I was wasted when I did these pedal bikes. You got to have like a good fun group. I highly recommend them. I think they're great. They're really annoying when you're not on them and you're like trying to drive around them. Super fucking irritating. But you know, and you know, what's really good about them is whenever you see people on one of those, like they're having the time of their fucking life. They're playing Dua Lipa. They're getting their lives. Like they are dancing, singing, you know, they're taking shots. Like it's so fun. Okay. Anyways. So they're doing that. Then they go and they do hot sauce, wing challenge, whatever. I thought it was fun. I didn't, when Jennifer posted it earlier this week on Instagram, I thought it was just going to be like a behind the scenes type of thing. And that's why I was like, oh my God, like so cute, so fun. And then um, I realized it was like really part of the show. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then, you know, Teresa tries to talk to Margaret and it's like this whole thing. And then they kind of get into a little bit of an argument. And, you know, in the moment, like there were a couple of times, like I like Teresa. She does bother me. And I think she's wrong like 80% of the time. But I do get because she's so like simple minded. <laughs> Like, she really just wants to be happy. Like, this woman has gone through hell, and I will say it forever. She's the strongest woman in the world. The things that she's, like, just powered through is, like, amazing. I do think she needs therapy, and I think all the Judaist girls do, and they should explore that, which I don't know if they will because they come off, like, very, like, you know, emotionally stunted Italians. So, but they need they need to get their butts in some, you know, therapy seats. So I felt for her like she's like, I just want to be happy. Like I've been through so much. And, you know, I liked seeing them both be like, we really did love each other at one point, like Marge and Teresa. Like Marge really was there for her when her mom died as much as she could be, because I think that they were like fairly new friends. They were on a show together like they did their best. And Teresa was like, that really meant a lot to me. And like whenever Teresa starts crying, guys, 
pulls on my fucking heartstrings. I'm such a fucking baby. Like the the way my opinions just change with the breeze, like I don't even know. But that's I mean, that's what makes housewives fun, I think. Cause like you just kind of you're you you're like, oh I like I see it from all sides. Um unless you're like a hardcore Teresa stan, then like I don't know what you think or feel ever. But yeah, I mean it's just I it just made me sad. And then like later on in the episode, Louis you know, asked Joey Gorga for his, like, you know, what is it called? Not hand in marriage. He's not asking Joe. He's asking him for his blessing. So <laughs> I am such a heathen. I forgot the word blessing. Oh my God. I need to fucking take a walk. Okay. So he asks Joe and Joe is like, you know, like you make my sister happy. But of course he's like, you know, I am the her only family outside of her kids. So he's like very protective of her and she's gone through so much and he's like very, very nervous. And like he never liked Juicy Joe. I don't think he ever liked him because like Dolores said, like he was never like sweet to her. Like he was never like, like, yeah, like he was, you know, a husband and a father to her kids, but like he was never really kind. And Louis seems to treat her well from what we see. And but I think Joe had every right to kind of ask him about the stuff. And I don't love Louis's response where he's like, listen, like the bitches are crazy because like if you ever go on a date with someone and they start talking shit about their exes, like get the fuck out of there immediately because that is such a red flag. Men that are like, oh my God, this one ex I had was crazy. It's like, I'm sure she wasn't. I'm sure she just like reacted to how you treated her and you didn't like it. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? So that was odd. And then, you know, Marge and Teresa start to have another conversation And it's just not going anywhere. And I kind of find myself like I'm engaged and I'm, you know, there, but I'm also like, we're not going to get anywhere. And then Louis kind of loses it. First of all, what is he wearing? That jacket, I paused and I was like, Louis, what's going on? It was like the week of the really weird jackets because we got Summer House. We had Carlito and his Jersey Shore spray paint tux jacket. Like, I don't know what the fuck. And we got that like weird, like it was almost like a just a black Ed Hardy jacket. It was so strange, but very Jersey, I feel. And he has this like very deliberate, slow rage. Like he's not like Teresa or Dolores who will just fucking pop off, pop off. They don't know what they're saying. They're losing their minds. They're throwing things like they're cussing everybody out. His is like very, he's reminds me almost of Heather's bro, which we'll get to when I talk about Orange County. It feels very like he knows exactly what he's fucking saying. And he's fucking mad. And it's like, I get that. But it also, he also makes me nervous because when he looked at Teresa and he said, Margaret wants to be in your spot. I'm like, I don't think that that's the truth. I think Marge just like wants Teresa to like just own up to things and like not be upset when people ask her questions about her boyfriend. I don't know. Call me crazy. And then he was like, come on, babe, let's go back to our 15,000 square foot house. I don't know why I made him sound like a valley girl. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I did that. And that was weird. Um, I was like, what? Like, shut the fuck up. And he was like, I have to work, you know, and I provide you with, what did he say? He said something like, I make so much, I mean, not these exact words, but basically like, I make money so you don't ever have to work again. Isn't that nice? It's like, what are we talking about right now? What's going on? And then he was like, come on, let's go get ice cream. And she was like, I love that. 
And it's like, oh, geez, it's just so fucking stupid. And then, you know, we got the trailer for New Jersey. And I mean, it looks explosive. And I just felt like my heart just felt bad for Joey because he's always getting shit on. Like, he can do no right, no right. Like, he can never do anything right. Ever. And that makes me so sad. And, you know, like, he couldn't even question Juicy Joe when Juicy Joe was actually doing fucked up shit that I mean he got deported guys but yet Teresa can call him you know a bitter bitch and like allow that like that's crazy I'm just like it's so exhausting but guys Teresa's not going anywhere she's just not it's just facts sorry to break it to you Uh, she's gonna be on the show forever (laughs) like I don't know I'm excited to watch the reunion. I think it'll be really, really good. I think it's three parts, which I mean, I kind of liked that Orange County only had two parts. I didn't really get like what anyone was fighting about in Orange County. But so let's just start talking about Orange County, actually. Guys, I hate Heather Debro. I find her so insufferable. And so fucking rude and just dismissive and condescending and just, it's fucking insane the way that she speaks to people. The way that she speaks to Noella, where she's like, even Andy, I'm like, what the fuck is your fucking problem? Like, this isn't your show, baby girl. I'm sorry. This is an ensemble cast. Stop it. But with that said, I never want her off the show. It's true. I never want her off the show. I think she's great for television. I like that her and Noella are just destined to be enemies. Like these two will, this is a feud that we, if Noella comes back, like we'll see for years to come. And I think we're blessed because as much as there is some inconsistency in Noella's story, I don't know why I believe her. I just do. I believe her. I, I feel like Heather lost it. Because the way that Heather is so calculated in her anger at the reunion, I'm just like, imagine how fucking insane she went. Like, she did hit a camera and put it down. And when Andy said, if there, and he says this a lot, he says, if XYZ happened, we would have shown it. And it's like, I don't think that that's true. I don't think that that's true. I think that's just a very good way of controlling the situation and like putting you know basically silencing it that's just my opinion on that because i'm sure that there has been a lot of things a lot of things that have happened on these shows that they would never see the light of day ever that's what i'll say about that everyone needs to back the fuck up shannon like i don't understand it and gina and her fucking smug faces that she was making the entire time i'm just like what is your fucking issue with her Why are you so upset about Shannon and John? Now, I'm not a big John fan. There's something off to me about him. I don't, I don't know. I just don't really enjoy him, but I don't, and it's not even because what he said about Gina. He basically was just like, fuck Gina. Who cares? Who cares that he said that? I don't understand it. But maybe there's something else that Gina's like, you know, dancing around. I don't know, but it was weird to me. And then, I, like this reunion was kind of just like a non event. Like it was just like, a, oh, I don't know. Dr. Jen finally showed up. <sighs> Dr. Jen. We got to talk about Dr. Dr. Jen here. When a housewife says 
My husband and I, we watched the show back and it really showed us like how we were treating each other. And we're just like, wow, I can't believe we were treating each other like that. We have to work on it. And this show really helped our marriage. That's a fucking lie. They will be divorced in two years. That is a goddamn lie. Any housewife that has ever said that is divorced. Divorced. Look at Shannon and David. They said that at her first reunion. Look at Megan King Edmonds and Jim. Like, yeah, it no, these two are not destined. And um listen, I get we all have different tastes, but her saying that she fell in love with Ryan, love at first sight, I was like, did you? Interesting. He just seems so fucking boring. And Andy was like, yeah, he hates being on camera, right? Like, that's what this is. And I think that that's obvious, but I also think like they do have a lot of issues because the way that she was like so checked out. And like, I am with Noella on that too, when she was talking about the divorce or possibility of divorce with Ryan and Jen with Emily. And she was like, but you're not crying. Like, cause I think Dr. Jen's like fine with it. I'm sorry. Like, call me crazy. I don't think she gives a fuck if she divorces this man. I think she's just concerned maybe if they don't have a prenup. Like, I think she's so checked out emotionally of this relationship that I don't think it's that serious. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, no one wants to get divorced, but like, it's really not the end of the world. If it's not working out, it's not working out. If you both are unhappy, life's too fucking short. Like, move on. Move on. And Emily was really not present at this at this part. Maybe she like got it all out the first part, but this part, I felt like she was really doing nothing. Um, I just hope next season, I hope they keep everybody and bring back Tamara. I say that every single week and maybe like some more friends of, I would love to see more friends like dipping in and out of the mix. I think that that would be amazing, you know, cause I think the friends I've always kind of like stir it up a little bit. And I think that that's really fun. And I just want people to maybe like stop licking Heather's asshole. They got to stop because it's just like, it's so transparent and like, it's just, ugh. and I like I like Heather, but I do find her, like I said, insufferable and I never want her off the show. So that's where I stand on that. One other thing to wrap this up is there's some things going around about Atlanta right now. So this week there was a photo that came out and it was like a cast photo and it was, I mean, these women know how to fucking do a photo shoot. Let me fucking tell you. No one does a photo shoot. No one does a confessional like the Real Houses of Atlanta. No one fucking no one. It does it better, period, done. So it was like beautiful. But then it came out allegedly that they were like pissed about their original cast photo that Bravo did for them. So they did this one on their own. And they're like, fuck it. We're going to do our own shit. And I have to say, I'm a little disappointed in Bravo. I feel like they have not been promoting Atlanta like they should be. I mean, it premieres Sunday, May 1st which is this weekend. And like, I haven't, why are they not having reruns of it on the network? Like, why aren't we getting like, I I don't get it. It's the, it's the top rated real housewives franchise consistently every single year. And it's like, why don't they have a bigger budget? Like, why aren't they getting the attention and love that Beverly Hills is getting that airs on May 11th? Like, I'm so fucking confused. And the fact that these women had to basically redo their entire cast photo and pay for it themselves because they're like bravo sucks is crazy if you think about it and i guess marlo allegedly didn't want to be a part of it because of whoever was putting it on so i mean that could have been candy i think it was candy because candy has a really good relationship with the network and i think that they give her a lot of like leeway 
So she probably like told them, hey, fuck you guys. We're doing this. And they were like, all right. Um, Or Kenya. I'm not sure. I, I, who knows? But I'm so excited for the new season. I think it will be fucking incredible. I can't wait to meet the new housewives, you know, see what's going on with Drew and Ralph. Get, you know, my eyes on Kenya. Sheree's back again. Marlo gets a peach. Like, it's going to be fucking incredible. I cannot wait to recap it. It's one of the, it's the funniest franchise. It's, you know, they, they deliver. And I'm excited for this new era. Like, they got rid of, like, it just feels fresh. And I think that that's what we really, really want is like some new fresh drama, some fresh feuds. So I'll leave it at that. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen. And follow me at Bravo Historian. Check out anything I write over at The Dip. We have community posts now open to everybody. You can post all your thoughts, comments, concerns, what's going on in the world, who knows, about anything. We have categories literally for anything and everything. So check that out. Use code SALSA to get 75% off at The Dip. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> Michael Sarah. It's showtime. And Samuel L. Jackson. What the motherfucker kind of spaniel's going on here? Paws of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Ready PG.